You are now entering the world of Musings of a Geek Podcast Network. Stay geeky, my friends. And welcome to episode 79 of 40 Going On 14. I am Mike. I am Patrick. I'm Joel. And I'm Josh. And apparently I am so influential to beer drinkers that Budweiser's making commercials specifically to mock me. That commercial pissed me off, too. Yeah, I know. So. I still don't see the, the rankles. We've talked we've talked about this, I think. What? At the Super, on the Super Bowl show, we talked about it. The rankles? Yeah, I don't I don't understand the rising of the rankles about that commercial. It's just me. I don't know. I must have missed that. Mm. A lot of people got upset about it. What was that? That was Marge. Uh-huh. <clears throat> anyway, moving on. Yes. So welcome to the booze show. This should be pretty interesting. This is where we uh, talk about booze and the place it has been and <laughs> held in our lives. We're already drunk. Some of <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, just go around. Josh, are you imbibing at this time? Yeah, I actually am finishing off a build-your-own six-pack I had at a uh, local liquor store. Um, I got a bunch of different brews, but I'm on the last one. This is a uh, tangerine wheat beer. And uh, as I described to you guys before the show started, it was like not only overwhelming citrus, but I was like, this flavor is really familiar. And then it struck me. It's like this beer tastes the way the product Goo Gone, the citrus like uh, yeah. gummy stuff remover, this beer tastes like that stuff smells. Hmm. So delicious. Yeah, actually. Pretty hmm. good. Patrick? Yeah, I don't think that would smell or that would taste very good. What are you What are you drinking, Pat? Uh, I am drinking pirate rum and Coke. Oh, nice. Uh, Joel? I have a nice tall bottle of water. And I'm drinking a uh, 2012 Lodi's Infidel. Ah, nice. Yeah, it is actually. It's very, really good. So, either way, but this is the booze show, and it's not going to be all that. <clears throat> it's actually going to be a little bit more interesting once we get into it. And speaking of interesting, you know what's interesting? The Musings of a Geek Network. Oh. It is. It's interesting because it has many varied and assorted podcasts, such as Who the What Now, The Bearded Ones, uh... Uh, big shit. I got two. I, I almost, I started to say, uh, uh, Dark Angels and Pretty Freaks, but that somehow melded into Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, that's not, that's not the podcast. Big Awkward Pause with Mike? Yep, there you go. All right. And, uh, and more. <laughs> and, and if you are, uh, you get more. You get more. Such as the media feed, Red Horse Radio, that'll play. Geek Dig in Salty Language. Yes. I was just going to let you flounder for a while. Mm-hmm. Flounder. Why not? <laughs> just so. keep swimming. Just keep swimming. And also, if you'd like to hear us on the weekends while you're out doing your uh, rappelling and uh, skeet shooting. Parasailing. And no. big game hunting. Big game hunting, yes. You can listen to us at Geek Life Radio at 12 o'clock on noon. <laughs> Wait, what? At 12 o'clock on noon? On noon. Mike has been drinking. Mike has been drinking. <laughs> 
And uh, if you want to hear any of our older shows, you can find us on <laughs> iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, and TalkShoe. If you'd like to reach us, you can always give us a call and leave us a voicemail at 708-NOW-RAP. That's 708-669-9727. Or you can shoot us an email at 40go14 at gmail.com. Reach us at Twitter at 40go14. Uh, or check us out on Facebook. So, speaking of voicemails, we're going to jump into those and we're going to do the spoken word first. Uh, let's, let's handle some emails and then jump into the voicemails. Cause, uh, well, we'll, and we'll finish up with Twitter. Okay. Not all at once, gentlemen. <laughs> all right. So jumping back, we've got a, uh, a quick one from, uh, Tommy the Duck. So I just fired up the Footloose episode five minutes into it and I got out of my car at Culver's and what was playing on the Muzak? But Michael McDonald. Hilarious. Don't plan on listening past the, uh, this week in music movies TV because really who gives a fuck about Footloose? Or I'm sorry. Aww. I'm sorry. The way, I'm sorry. This, the, yeah, I was mistaken. He's not talking about the movie. He's talking about apparently something Mr. T did called Fooloose. Fooloose? <laughs> I pity him. Ducks to the front, Tommy the Duck. Wasn't he in Big Trouble in Little China? Tommy Fulus. the Duck? Fulus. So, uh, also, we have a um, another email from Mabelina, friend of Patrick and Josh and Joel and I, and a lover of sausage gravy. And uh, she says, hi, guys. I was compelled to email the show when I found out about tonight's topic was alcohol. I'm somewhat of a professional drinker, as my parents had me in bars since the day I was born. Hmm. Um, technically, prior to turning 13... I wasn't allowed to drink alcohol and spent most of my tavern hours playing Pac-Man and stomping peanut shells into the bar floor. But still, it was the atmosphere. <clears throat> and the first time I got tipsy was off Bartles and James at my 8th grade confirmation party. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I got truly obliterated was off of Goldschlager. That was memorable. I doubt it. Um... <laughs> <laughs> You didn't do it right. Yes. <laughs> High school years, my friends and I drank a lot of hooch, berry and orange flavored, and college was margaritas, Bacardi Limon, and warm beer at house parties. Ah, uh, so many memories. These days, it's mostly beer. She loves 312 and wine. Occasionally, I make what I call purple drink, which consists of grape vodka, grape pucker, and Sprite. I love Moscow mules and mojitos. I just realized this email could go on forever, so I'm going to stop. Cheers, <laughs> Mabelina. Sent from my iPhone. That's a weird you didn't greeting. Need to read that part. You didn't uh, need yeah. to read that part, Rod Burgundy. <laughs> <laughs> Sent from my iPhone? <laughs> I'm a big fan of a lot of those things. Uh, not a big fan of the Moscow Mule, but uh, I remember buying stuff specifically to make mojitos. I oh. have a muddler for the uh, lime, soda water, and powdered sugar. Nice. And the mint. I only like mojitos when I am not actually bartending at a bar. Like, if I'm, like, making drinks, hanging around, whatever, then I love mojitos. But if I'm working, that we suddenly are out of mint. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could see that, because they're kind of a pain in the butt to make. Yeah, especially when you're busy. We'll have a round of mojitos. Yeah, no, you won't. <laughs> we <laughs> just, just ran out of mint. Yay, yay. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say Bud Light? <laughs> I, I heard Bud Light. I can. Mojito. The, the dog ate the mint. <laughs> Bud Lighto? Mojito is very runny. <laughs> I don't care how runny it is. And very then runny. Very runny mojito. And on fi uh, Twitter, there was a discussion about sausage gravy with Maybelline earlier. You should All check right. that out. I had some of that pizza, and uh, it, it goes down easy, but sits in your stomach like a rock. So you're saying you tried Maybelline's sausage gravy? No, we had, uh, this morning we ordered, uh, all of us on our team ordered, uh, breakfast pizzas from a local joint. And one of the, it, one of them was biscuits and gravy pizza. And that's what I had and she had. Hmm. And we had extra gravy that you poured on top. That sounds amazing. And it would right now put me in the hospital. 
<laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it's still a brick in my stomach. I haven't eaten since mm. since breakfast, basically. <laughs> Sounds amazing, and would probably put me to sleep at this point. Yeah. So voicemails. All right, let's jump right into it. So the show didn't was delayed a week, and I didn't miss anything. Now I'm listening to the show, and I realize that I still didn't miss anything. Yeah. That wasn't very nice. I didn't fall for it that time. I didn't start talking. Yeah. <laughs> that voicemail was adequate. Ooh, I see. Ah. Ooh, I threw the gauntlet. Uh, I must say that uh, the, he's uh, left us another couple, and I have not vetted them because they were short enough that uh, I felt that uh, how bad could they be? You know, <laughs> I, I've been drinking, too. Okay. <laughs> Let's answer that question. Janice Dickinson got ass-fucked by Bill Cosby adequately. <laughs> well. <laughs> I guess we should have vetted. <laughs> <laughs> I immediately regret this decision. <laughs> let's let's move to a new caller before we go back to Charlie, and because I, I'm pot kind, committed at this point, kind uh, of a <laughs> cleansing of the palate. Kind uh, of. This is uh, from someone named Zach, who uh, apparently has uh, listened to some of Joel's other shows. Hey guys, first time calling in. Just listened to the latest episode about uh, what people used to do in small towns and had the same thing where I used to live. We had two grocery stores, one on either end of town, and that's all we did Friday, Saturday night. And most of lunchtime was drive back and forth down the main street, which was like 10 blocks, back and forth, sit in the parking lot and hang out. Anyway, just listen to that and remembering a while ago anyway. Love the show. And, uh, oh, this is Zach, by the way. Uh, used to listen to Joel on the Apple show and followed him over from here. So love listening. And uh, anyway, keep it up. Thanks. Thanks, Zach. Yeah. And uh, I guess that's the answer to Tommy the Duck's question. Who cares about Footloose? The answer is Zach. Yeah. <laughs> we did. We did a show about it. Thank you, Zach. That was nice. Yes. People like nice people, Charlie. Yeah, I, yeah, I got one more from Charlie. Oh. Yeah, Justin was nice last week, and you guys were dicks. Nah, Pat was a dick. Pat was a dick. Yeah. Okay, correction. Pat was. Well, just me. Uh, no. Next year's cover model for the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition will be Cake Upton. Um, Button. Cake Upton. Button. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> I, I have no idea. Yeah, we got I, nothing, man. I, I think he was doing a bit. Oh, that's what that was? That was a bit. I, I think so. Okay. Just a honey. Yeah. It's a bit too little. This is what happens when you get older, Charlie. Get a shave and a haircut. Two bits. And two bits. Uh, uh, going back uh, to the emails we were getting, uh, I was actually listening to XM Radio the other day, and I'm like, this song is familiar. And it was What a Fool Believes, but it was by the Doobie Brothers. <laughs> So I thought that was kind of nice. Yeah, just a different version. It was like the same song. So I felt like I just said something stupid, but using different instruments. So I kept talking. <laughs> Is it about that time? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think it's about that, <laughs> that time. Is. This week in music, movies, and TV. And sports. All right, so this week is 1981 is the year that we chose because that is a year that Bartles and James came out. You guys remember Bartles and James, of course. Thank you for your support. <laughs> so music, the number one song is 9 to 5 by Dolly Parton, followed by The Best of Time by Styx. Interesting dichotomy there. Yep. 
Well, that's, oh, I, I think that's when the movie came if, out too. Yeah, I was gonna say. I wondered if that was connected to the the film Nine to Five. Yeah, it, it actually uh, it actually peaked before the movie did. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yep. So it didn't follow the success of the movie. It might have driven the success of the movie. Exactly. Wait a minute. Huh. The band Sticks. Did they go on tour with the Stones? Ah, I see what you did there. It's spelled S T I C. That would be a great tour and a great name. S T I C K S. That's there's no way that the Stones would ever tour with Sticks, though. No, nobody not with Dennis not in the band anymore. Yeah, nobody wants Dennis to young around. What? He's an asshat from what I hear. Hmm. Well, it's, it's it's kind of like the whole Steve Perry type thing. Just not really doesn't doesn't really like performing live. Throat cancer. Hmm. Yeah, and that kind of put a damper on Steve Perry touring after that. Yeah. So anyway, on March twenty second, didn't have the throat <laughs> cancer, but he stopped touring. <clears throat> uh, Sean Mims, American rapper, is born in New York City. Ooh. I, it was, he said it was a rough week for this weekend. Yeah. I'm just, I'm really seeing where he's coming from in this one. His, week. <laughs> this, his top song is, This Is Why I'm Hot. See, I didn't know who he was until you got to that. I do yeah. know that song. See, I, I don't know, know that song, song but I'm, considering that we listened to Smell Your Dick earlier, I'm not <laughs> really thinking it's going to be good. And Mr. No Knows his first rap song we heard earlier, too. Get it out. Go ahead. I, I don't the 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 one the one that Pat sent us where he's like oh, I don't know oh <laughs> yeah the JJ Fish Crackers guy whatever his name is yeah, that guy's and then uh, movies Rene Claire was an 82 year old French film director until he died on March 15th 1981 what did he direct nothing nothing uh, that we but <laughs> movies in French ah okay The Omen Three The Final Conflict I told you week 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 T part. Acronym of the week, T-P-A-R-T. What is it? Yes, that's Testicular Paratrooper Advanced Ricochet Training. <laughs> Very important film if you're going to jump out of a plane, because you got to make sure they bounce together in the right way or nice. injure yourself. I, I am. I'm impressed. Yeah. Anyone else? You were close. Uh, mm. The past and I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. What is it? Um, the postman always rings twice. Ooh. Oh. Uh, see, now that's good. That's Double click in the mouse. I got you. That's a good movie. It's not going to prevent him from clacking, though. <laughs> TV. Dallas is the number one show, followed by 60 Minutes and the Jeffersons. Yeah, we're moving on up. Yes. Sherman, yep. Sherman Hemsley, digging him. Rest in peace. Yes. Jefferson's on ice. Nighttime Last. with Ted Koppel premieres on ABC on March 24th. God, this really does suck. Well, the next one's not so bad. <laughs> oh, wait. March 18th, The Greatest American Hero premiered, starring William Catt as Ralph Hinckley, an ordinary teacher who was given superpowers without the knowledge of how to control them. Less than two weeks later, after John W. Hinckley Jr. shot U.S. President Ronald Reagan, the character was renamed Mr. H. <laughs> Probably a good thing. Yeah. I dressed as the greatest American hero for Halloween in fourth grade. Pat dressed as John Hinckley Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Same year. Go figure. I was going to say, you should still be dressed as the great American hero every year. That's like the perfect outfit for you. I'm down. Just just tease your hair up really like pro-like. Oh, perfect. All right. (sighs) Now, the eighth. A-D-E-A. That's the other acronym of the week. Oh, balls. I forgot there was a second one. Oh, I thought that. um, (laughs) Don't worry about it. Anal Douchebaggery Education Awards. (laughs) Susan Lucci is there. Yeah, so it's the Amer- uh, the an- eighth annual Daytime Emmy Awards. What's the Go A ahead. for? Huh? What's the fourth? The A first A for then? A D E A. American annual. An- oh. Annual. Yeah, I had them all capitalized, <clears throat> so they all got anagrammed. Nice. Acronymed. So Susan Lucci loses for a second time. 
And then she loses later for a third time. Fourth, fifth. This <laughs> continues trend. until sweet, sweet number 19. And then she finally wins. And then she starts losing again. She's got a, a, a two-nomination losing streak going now. Huh. You think, think you th- after the, after like nine, after like 18, you'd be like, all right, you know what? Screw you guys. She's, a, she's like one for 24. <laughs> That's terrible. Uh, I think uh, Ray Stevens wrote a song about it, right? Never mind. Okay. <laughs> on March- One of the reasons why I missed that second anagram is because I was busy on Wikipedia looking up a detail for a joke whose time had passed and couldn't possibly be funny anymore. <laughs> it was bothering me that much. When Joel said that uh, Pat dressed as John Hinckley Jr., I lost the name. I was going to say, well, to be fair, Jody Foster said he should do it. <laughs> well, that's all right. Charlie the same year when as Mark David Chapman. So, you know, it all worked out. Conversation got weird, man. <laughs> all I'm saying, all I'm saying is Yoko was right there. Kill the, <laughs> kill the president. Come on, man. <laughs> Ronald Reagan. All right. So sport, March 17th, 1981, is the birthday of Kyle Korver, an NBA all-star for the Atlanta Hawks. He looks like Ashton Kutcher, in case anybody's interested. I was not. I am now. And then, in 1981, Toshihiko Seiko runs a world record 25K in 1 hour, 13 minutes, 55 seconds, and 55.8 seconds, and a 30K in 1 hour, 29 minutes, and 18.8 seconds on March 22nd. Wow. I don't, I don't know if these were separate or if he just kept running, all Forrest Gump style. <laughs> I had no idea, because it was, it was phrased so badly, and I couldn't find any information about it, so I'm just like, all right, I don't know if he did one and then the other. Or like, he did one and they just kept the clock running. Toshihiko yeah, stopped. Really uh, just, they just <laughs> didn't have an event for him, so they split it into two. <laughs> he made up his own gold. He's like, I won the 55K. On uh, March 18th, the Buffalo Sabres of the NHL set a record with nine goals in one period. Wow, that is actually pretty impressive. Yeah. For yeah. hockey, yeah. yeah. Nine goals in one game is... It's like seven two. games. Yeah. yeah. Very nice. All right, so... And that was a very boring this weekend. Yeah, that was kind of sad. Play me off. All right, so... What the hell was that? So <laughs> what's happening? Yep. God. Pat got it. We need to be running down the street in slow motion throwing a basketball around. Uh, I'm going to call you rerun for the rest of the show. <laughs> if we ever get together again to do any kind of promo stuff, we're going to film a, a shot of us running down the street past the basketball around all what's happening style. And I'm going to be Raj. <laughs> Wow. Um. So now on to the booze show and no booze. How do you say it? No gaboos is good. Good without Gary Gaboos. Little Great Space Coaster reference there. So, uh, we talked about doing this show for a while ago. Actually, we we thought about it, and then finally last week we're like, what the hell? Why not? We gotta get we get something that would be interesting. So then. Well, I mean, I know it's not in the notes, but uh, one question I have for you guys is, from our early childhoods, did our parents drink? I know that my mother did not, but my dad would always have a beer, whether in a mug or a uh, like a can, or uh, he bought Strohs by the case of bottles, like tall boys. Oh, wow. Uh, my, they, they drank wine once in a while, but uh, all bets were off during family parties. What does that mean? That means there was drinking. Yes, there was. And turkey carcasses everywhere. Drinking and turkey carcasses. Not necessarily separate, but uh, no, there were. Uh, there was drinking. So, so Christine was just flat out like toasted. No, there was. There was one one situation. Christmas eighty. God, that'd be like eighty four. No, anyway, so eighties, mid eighties, and my great my grandfather and my great grandfather. 
Gramps came across the idea that they should clean out Grandfather's bar that was in the basement of his house. <laughs> I like where this is going already. Yeah. <clears throat> so they started finishing off any bottle that was already open. So, uh, we also had things in there like uh, my uncle from uh, Germany owns a cherry orchard, and he every now and then would send over what's called Kirschwasser, which is just straight up cherry hooch. They were drinking that. Everyone was going to, even, I mean, this is one of the few times where I can remember seeing my grandmother on my dad's side lit. Uh, <laughs> it was confusing at the time, but they finished off the bar, and the thing was, while all this is going on, my great grandfather standing there with a, with a, a scotch on the rocks is out drinking everyone and not being affected by any of it. Mm. Yes, that was that was, was he, an amazing thing. They, they wound up uh, emptying the bar. Was he eating pierogies to like soak up the liquor? No, no, this is the German side. Oh, was he eating uh, German food to soak up the liquor? I couldn't think Schnitzel. of anything. Schnitzel. There you go. Uh, Schnitzel. There you know, you. this sounds like an idea we would have. Like at, at the old house when we were all living there. Like one night we're like, let's just clean out the bar. You know, I can see that happening. I think we we, we called that Friday. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> Thursday. <laughs> Thursday, Friday. So yeah, pretty much. I don't did, think we ever had a bar because we just drank everything as fast there as we could. There was a bar in the basement. Yeah, we had a physical bar. We didn't have any liquor in it. Because well, it never made slug. it down to the basement. Yeah, like, <laughs> it always got ca- got captured before it would make it all the way home. So, Aside from that terrible off-brand tequila. Ugh, it sat was... there and sat there. Montezuma. Mon- yeah, Montezuma. <laughs> uh, and his so, revenge. Here's a question. Wait, I didn't say my thing. Oh, what's your thing? Yeah, we are definitely ahead of ourselves. We... <laughs> yeah. You asked about parents oh yeah um, my dad had a liquor cabinet i distinctly remember this uh it was not locked um and early on i, I didn't realize when my mom used to say that she was going to go because i used to go over to the neighbors to, to play all the time and my mom would always go over there for her evening coffee with the the their mom and so they'd sit there and chat and the, me and the, the kids would play for an hour or two and then we go home but i never realized until i was older that my mom was going over there and they were drinking kalua and coffee so that was my mom's extent of drinking uh occasionally Occasionally she would have a beer, but that was like a every other day or every day kind of thing. So my dad, though, was a raging alcoholic. So, you know, there was always alcohol around and he drank a lot of primarily beer was his problem. Uh, Paps Blue Ribbon, red, white and blue, that sort of thing. Uh, and I remember them being cases of them just stacked up and cans everywhere all the time. But the liquor cabinet had actual like whiskey and whatnot in it. Um which I always looked at, but I never tried until my dad offered me a beer when I was a kid to try it. Hmm. That was disgusting. Well, here's a question. Okay. What age were all of us when we had, we technically started drinking? Not like well, what I'm dad, talking my, about. My, my dad always had alcohol around. My mom wasn't much of a drinker herself. She would drink, but she'd, you know, it would, she'd finish usually after one. Hmm. And she said it would be good enough for her. But my dad always had alcohol around, always had a bar. And drank, you know, I never saw him drunk, but he, he drank beers a lot. I mean, he drank frequently, but he was never drunk. I saw my mom drunk one time when we were on vacation. Um, we went to San Antonio to the Riverwalk for the weekend. And she had, she, in a, in a, in a bit of boldness for my mother, ordered a second margarita because she was on vacation. <laughs> 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 and by the end of the meal, she was like, just not, not really drunk, but she was definitely, definitely close. And we had to walk back to the hotel and... When, when it came time to settle up the bill, she uh, had a, a, a taco left, and she wrapped it up in a paper in a, in a paper napkin and put it in her purse. And by the time we got back to the hotel, her entire purse was just filled with grease. Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> 
I still to this day give her grief about that because it's just every time there's a leftover anything, I'm like, you want to wrap that up in a napkin and put it in your purse, mom? <laughs> Did you say you still give her grease about that? Ah, ah, you should like sneak little bits of grease in her purse every once in a while. <laughs> so I used to drink all, I mean, not all the time, but I used to frequently have like a sip of my dad's beers when he'd be working on something around the house and I'd be helping him. But like um, my first sip of champagne, I was probably 10 and uh, we were at a wedding and my dad my dad told me I remember specifically he said well you know, could I had to shave for the wedding and he's like well I guess if you're shaving you can have some champagne sounds <laughs> <laughs> like a deal yeah yeah I had a, like a sip now and then they thought it was entertaining give me a sip of that hey Michael here try this and they gave me a little shot glass of the Kirschwasser wow <laughs> <laughs> It was like I drank half of it. It was like it was. It was just a one ounce shot. I was like, "Oh, okay, I'll try some of this. It smells like cherries." Sip. I'm gonna go sit down. <laughs> Pat and I had the same idea. That was funny. Yeah. You said you said that was back when your hair was straight. And I said that made your hair curl. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, we've known each other too long. Yes, yeah. yeah. I I remember the first time I had scotch. I got. I had to have been like 13 or 14, and I just in my head I was like, "Oh, it's gotta taste like butterscotch." <laughs> <laughs> you were wrong. I was yeah. wrong. <laughs> I I've made a terrible decision. <laughs> Thinking about it, like I know I would try some of the uh, beer in my dad's beer stein, and I didn't like it very much. But he also had a liquor cabinet, but he didn't actually drink hard liquor. Just had bottles of it, I think, that were given to uh, my mom and dad over the years. Yeah, and if you host enough parties, you're going to end up with bottles of liquor. Yeah, right. And uh, I remember probably being in the 10 to 12 range when my brother and I got curious and started sneaking uh, sips of various things. I mean, we eventually got to stuff like vodka because we knew that uh, neither of our parents ever went into that liquor cabinet. And uh, But I distinctly remember uh, Frangelico and Kahlua were two that I was constantly going back to because they were delicious. <laughs> my mom would be friends with you. Yeah. <laughs> Frangelico was like this hazelnut liqueur. And of course, Colo is the coffee chocolate Mexican liqueur. Frangelico is really good stuff, actually. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's delicious. So yeah, I, I believed that as a as a young person, and would often sneak that. And eventually, we decided we'd better sneak other stuff before the bottle of Frangelico was gone. And ended up <laughs> drinking vodka. So they had so a. It's a miracle the monk drank all the all the <laughs> liquor. No, the next time they had the party, they're like, "Man, your stuff is really watered down. What's happening over here?" <laughs> My parents hazel had... nut, more like hazel nut. <laughs> Why does this taste like root beer? <laughs> We didn't even bother refilling them. We just, I, and I think eventually my parents caught on to what was going on and realized that the bottle of Frangelico was like three quarters empty and we got in trouble. But yeah, they didn't have any proof that it was you. <laughs> See, they had a cabinet in our basement that had all the liquor in it, and I never, I, I never felt the need to try it. I mean, I never. I, I, that is, however, where I discovered the album uh, uh, "Whipped Cream and Other Delights." <laughs> Do you want a brass? Yeah, that's some good stuff right there. Well, my my dad never put a lock on the liquor cabinet until my sister started throwing parties. Next thing you know, <laughs> lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> Did any of us drink wine coolers? No, no. I'm pretty I've, sure I tried them. I yeah, tried I've them. Had a yeah, few. yeah, sipped them now and then. So, I mean, I so was high school just not drinking for us? Well, no, my, my, well, back to real quick. My dad offered me a sip that one time I mentioned, and that was the only time I ever did that. But in high school, heck yeah. Yeah, I drank plenty in high school. Yeah, I was actually talking about like elementary school. <laughs> 
Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. that's how sad we are. We're talking about like being, you know, preteens. Yeah, when I got to high school, I mean, I wasn't going crazy and having uh, a whole lot of drinking parties, but I recall that there was one friend's house where his mom was basically like, "You're teenagers. You're gonna do it anyway. You may as well be here and be safe. So if you're drinking here." You stay the night, whatever, you're not going to get in trouble. And then There's always fuck. one mom like that, and you got to find that mom, kids. Find that mom. <laughs> uh, so, see, I was... You, teenagers listening in, listen to your Uncle Patrick. If you know a guy named, like, Finch, then uh, see what his mom's like. See, I, I didn't, all through high school, didn't drink. I was good. I didn't drink a lot, but I, I drank. I drank adult drinks because I like I've told you like you guys know I started bartending when I was 16 because down here you only had to be 18 and I looked like I was 18. Yeah. The place I bartended, you know, it needed it was one of the biggest country western bars in Texas. It just needed people <gasps> that care. They had country and western. Both types, yes. Wow. <laughs> yep. But uh, yeah, so I started when I was 16. So I took drinking kind of seriously from the beginning. As far as I've never really been much of a guy to get drunk because I saw too many times what that did to people right. at a young age. But I also appreciated alcohol very quickly. Yeah. As well, I didn't. I didn't because I never had. I never had to steal anything from my dad's liquor cabinet because I was working where I was serving actual alcohol to people. So on the other end of the spectrum, my senior year, from that same liquor cabinet where I'd gotten the Frangelico, I decided that when a bunch of us were going out after the end of the senior play i was going to steal a bottle of old granddad oh. bourbon oh my gosh oh. wow and wow why, why would you steal that because if you asked anybody they'd probably just give it to you <laughs> so i'm sitting in uh my buddy zaki's car and i'm drinking straight from the bottle this old granddad oh. and we're just driving around all crazy there's like five of us in the car it was weird they misspelled it on the bottle it said listerine <laughs> <laughs> said ripple I, I vaguely remember going to batting cages and we got like i got like halfway through the bottle and i thought it would be an awesome idea to go to taco bell oh uh, no Oof. Uh. so i kept drinking and then we're uh, getting toward the end of the night and i start to get violently ill so i'm opening the car door and then i'm puking and i'm opening the car door and i'm puking and then i mix up the order <laughs> Oh, that sounds like a familiar story. Oh, oh God. God. It was so bad. Ugh. I had to uh, navigate people to my house at that point in Cicero while I was smashed off my ass on rot gut bourbon in a car smelling of my puke. <laughs> Everybody was so mad at me because I was supposed to do a solo for choir the next day. And like five of us were in who were in the car were in the choir and everyone knew why I didn't show up. Oh. <laughs> Open up your mouth and sing it. He's like, (laughs) I just like didn't go. Granddad took advantage again. Um, for me, when I when I hit the time when when the party started happening, um, I knew what beer tasted like, and so I knew that if I got it, I wasn't going to like it. So I'm like, well, I'm going to do something different. So my initial start to drinking was to request that I have someone purchase me a bottle of J- Jack Daniels. So I started with a, a little. I don't don't know that it was a full fifth, but I don't know what else size it, it comes in. But I had a bottle of Jack Daniels. It might have been a pint, yeah, because I don't know that I could have afforded a fifth at that point in my life. Um, 
uh, sitting in sitting in a, at a party in the, the recliner with a bottle of Jack Daniels, just taking pulls off it every now and then, hating the taste of it. But because of starting there, I eventually acquired a taste for it, and that's my preferred drink still. But um, from there, when I was like, okay, well, there's other stuff here. Why don't I just try what else is here? Well, the other two things that were on hand readily were Boone's Farm <laughs> and MD 2020. Nice. Woof. And let me tell you. So lose lose. Frying pan and fire. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> the be- the best experience I ever had. I uh um we went to go see Guar and we came back and I, I requested a bottle of, of MD twenty twenty, the grape. And I'm sitting there, they're passing around the the pat pipe, and I'm drinking a bottle of Boone's Farm or of MD twenty twenty. I finish the whole bottle. I move on to a bottle of, of uh to Boone's Farm. And I start drinking that and I, I'm sitting up on the kitchen counter and somebody comes over and they're, they're talking to me and they're asking me a question. And just like in the movie Robocop, all of a sudden, all the answers that I could give scroll up in front of my eyes and I choose the one that is the wrong answer, <laughs> you know, like the one that I shouldn't say. Fuck and then I pro- <laughs> exactly. And then I proceeded to go into the bathroom and throw everything back up. And let me tell you, Boone's Farm and MD 2020 taste better coming up than they do going down. Um, just it a happened. note. But I woke up with no hangover. I don't know how that happened. But to this day, I mean, whiskey is my drink of choice, I think, because I started out with Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels is like my least favorite whiskey out of all. Oh, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Nowadays, I have acquired a taste for it. I mean, I still prefer scotch, but uh, I'm a big fan of Gentleman Jack. Mm. So, the green label Jack is actually not bad. Oh yeah, a couple of years ago. Yeah, I don't. I'll I'll try anything. I mean, I when I used to have the bar, I mean, we uh, I had black Johnny Johnny Walker, black, red, and whatever the other one is, blue, blue, yeah, maybe. yellow. Yeah, I yeah. had all the different Johnny Walkers and the old stuff, the young stuff. I don't know. Yeah, there's anyway. a there's a Johnny Walker story later in the in the now. I see. I yeah, I went through high school and all the way up into college was. I mean, it wasn't well, until there that I started drinking. For, for me, as far as real quick, just uh, <laughs> yeah. for high school, the main thing that, that we used to drink, uh, guys on the football team, if we would hang out, we would. Just kind of, we would grab a two liter of, um, of whatever soda we wanted. And like the guy, there was always, a, it was always just one guy would had to go in and buy at a time. There was a place in Tomball we knew that didn't bother carting anybody as long as we all looked 21. And somebody would go in and buy a thing of Southern Comfort. Huh. We would just drink Southern Comfort and soda and just walk around with our two liters all day. That's funny because, uh, I just added that to the notes. That was <laughs> something that carried over for the rest of us for college, although it was a specific soda. Uh, we're ready to move there. Sure, let's move it on up. Okay, so it wasn't until college that I started drinking, and I had a lot of catching up to do. Because before (laughs) this, I had gone to, some of you guys have met my Uncle Bob, and go to parties at his house and be like, hey, Michael, here, have a drink with me. And I'm like, I'm not 21, Bob. Gonna be good and not drink with you. Not twenty one, not twenty one. So it was like it was like from like eighteen to twenty one. Actually probably earlier. And when are you gonna drink with me? So then I went to college, Jew guys. Turned twenty one and then went home for Christmas. And then Uncle Bob came over. Come on, you're gonna and at that point I was like, you know what, Bob? Lay it down. (laughs) Like, I'm ready for you. (laughs) Because I turned twenty one while living on the cave. And then you had a scene from Raiders of the Lost Ark with your uncle. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) It was, well, you know what it was? It's like I, we started school at the end of August and my birthday is the beginning of September. So it was like I was the first 21st birthday on the cave and that they were all like, what? (laughs) So did you actually wait till you were 21? Yes, I did. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I actually waited till I was 21 and then hit the ground running. Who was was lawful good? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I was split. 
splitting pitchers with my dad at Hooters, no joke, at like 16. <laughs> but Mike did other things we'll talk about on another show. No, we won't. <laughs> no, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so some greek food what for for the people that don't know we all went to college obviously together but it was also a dry campus yep uh, where even if you're of age you're not allowed to have alcohol well that's because we were in a dry town yeah yeah well, Which and really, then a religious school a religious school in a dry town surrounded by chicago so so if you want to figure out where the chain breaks down it's with us <laughs> <laughs> and then we let's see we I had, still had a bar in my room despite all that where people would come in and mix their own drinks every now and then oh uh, yeah and even when i was a commuter student like i remember playing spades in the dorms and passing around a bottle of jack yeah or the other big drink of choice at that point was southern comfort and mountain dew <laughs> then there were the times when mike as our ra would walk in and just be like come on guys you're not even trying <laughs> Well, yeah, because I'd have by this point, I'd started to acquire a taste for beer. Uh, I want to say the first year I lived on campus, I tried Killian's Irish Red and found that it was actually a beer I could tolerate. And after having quite a few of those over the years, I eventually uh, moved up to like Miller Genuine Draft. Oh, I don't know. Do you, that's... Remember, you remember when we discovered the Circle Bar had Killian's on tap? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was a, an exciting day. No, I remember having to be in charge of you ding dongs and going to Joel and Josh's room, sitting down on the couch, and there's a 24 pack like between the wall and the couch with like a sock on top of it <laughs> we had to hide like, it it was like you fuck not even a tube sock it was just yeah. an ankle sock yeah it was like it was it was like a ped and it was just like really come on at least at least give an effort that you're trying to hide it from me i mean there was <laughs> no effort. just push his hand over the top of it uh. Uh, or the time uh <laughs> with the knock once and walk in rule josh knock once walk in and you and uki are sitting there drinking butter shots <laughs> <laughs> yep, that was, I remember, I liked having uh, at all times the uh, mixtures to make uh, mix the shot, the buttery nipple. Mm-hmm. So you had the butterscotch schnapps and the uh, Baileys. And yeah, I would I would mix those up and pour them with disposable shot glasses for anyone on request out of the closet. Yep, yep. and I walk in and two of you are sitting there with just about ready to drink them. The funniest thing ever, Pat, because Josh looks at me and then like offers me the shot. <laughs> we both <laughs> lift the shots up. Hey? Here, here for you. I was like, I'm gonna close the door. I'm gonna come back in. <laughs> come on, there was only one rule on the floor. Don't get don't, you in trouble. Don't let me see it. Yeah, no, I thought it was. I thought it was. Don't ride the bike down the stairs. Yeah, so I was pretty sure that was the one. Yeah. <laughs> was, don't kill Luki. No, um, that wasn't a rule either. No, that definitely was not a rule. I, I tried. So. Well, my freshman year, when I was still living with Matt before the cave happened, um, he used to keep a, a, a case of beer under the bed at all times. And he'd come in on his shift working security and he'd sit down on the bed in, in traditional Matt style. And he'd grab a couple out and he'd be like, ah, how you doing, bud? <laughs> like, hey, you're going to get him fired. And, no. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> and he'd sit there and he'd, he'd have a beer on his shift and he'd be like, all right, see you later. And he'd get up and he'd leave in Matt style and. <laughs> That'd be it. Yeah. That was the regular night. Well, after I moved out of the, after I moved out of the cave after the cockroach thing, um, out of the basement cave, and I moved up to first David. My RA was clam. Oh, jeez. So there was like again, it was like nah, not so much rules here. There was you know there was plenty of drinking. I made, mean, but I like I really was sort of like didn't really hardcore drink until I got to you guys. 
Well, sure. By that point, I had already attended a party at Pat's, and in addition to not being able to consume bourbon because of old granddad, I decided to ruin Jägermeister for myself <laughs> by drinking uh, like half a bottle of Jäger after, uh, again, closing uh, a theater. It was the last performance. I decided to just slam Jäger until I was projectile vomiting in Pat's <laughs> yeah. place. Well, you, you decided that because you showed up late, you had to catch up. That, Is that yes. the party where the door got knocked off the frame? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Josh's yeah. middle name is not moderation. That was, that was, the, uh, that was the yeah. That was that was the, the big mic Josh in the shower. The catch up. So he what he did is that he then started doing laps. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah. He not only part. caught people, he just went right by everyone. That was the party I pooped in your cat box. <laughs> yeah. That was big. And the cops showed up. The cops showed up, and, and Josh just picks his head up out of the bucket and like uh, uh, goes right back to puking. <laughs> I was sober for that one. Oh my god! See, I yeah, wasn't I think at you, that party. I think you, you specifically did not drink for that party to be the custodian. Because when the cops came, I was the one that kind of was like, "Yeah, everything's all right." You know, like trying to be. And I hadn't gotten completely drunk, so yeah, was, you were pretty coherent. That drunk was that. That drunk was that. Uh, that party was off campus, and apparently it was so awesome that you got. Called in by the dean. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that <laughs> the dean of the school. I didn't. I didn't even live on campus, and I got called in to, to talk about the party that I threw. And I'm like, and I just had to tell him, I'm like, this was off campus. I really don't see what concern it is of yours. And he tried to convince me that because so many students came back to campus drunk, that it was my fault. And I'm like, hey, they're adults, <laughs> you know. It wasn't. Yeah, I, I the cops were to- there. It was super fast. <laughs> <laughs> In order that to place was, that, that was an amazing party. That really was. In order to place how early '90s the parties at your first apartment th- that we all went to were, I recall that several times we were over there playing Dungeons and Dragons and drinking Zimas. Oh, yes. Zima oh, yeah. with the grenadine in them. Oh God. <laughs> We fuck? didn't know any better. What were we thinking? And, right. and I had a, yeah, I had a fridge full of wine coolers and Zimas, and, yep. and, like, and, and your hair was feathered, and you had your... the Killians was a, the big drink, the big yeah. beer. Yeah, we were all drinking at that point. <laughs> hair was you got it. You introduced us all to it, and we all the started. Shirts were sleeveless. Yep. Shut up. <laughs> so then we got our we got our shiznit together. And we decided yeah. to organize our drinking into Feminista, which if you want to know the origin of Feminista, Joel and I went over it in the Kill Wilba show. Um, what's the name the of it, The latest Joel? episode of the Coffin Joe cast. Yes, Coffin Joe cast. We talked about the... And we discussed it a little bit on our origin show, too. Yeah, yeah we did. I'm pretty sure. So, uh, Feminista was... Episode 55, by the way, for Coffin Joe. That was amazing. And for the origins uh, show, that would be episode 40 of this show. Yes. Yep. Yes. So, um, yeah, so we organized the drinking into Feminista. I know there was a keg of Killians that yep. I remember Josh and s- not Antoine Josh and someone else just sitting on the front porch taking hits off of it in the next oh. morning trying to finish that it was off. me and Rabbi you and Rabbi okay it. okay trying to finish off the keg of uh keg of Killians remember the poor um uh, pinata that got destroyed yeah the pinata that was shaped like a mariachi that eventually had his arm broken off and jammed into his crotch yes <laughs> that was the thing yep yep um, that was that, was that, see, the thing is, when I was drinking with you guys, I was, this, this is actually before Feminista, is, I was a sad drunk, if you guys remember correctly, that I, I would drink and I would get really depressed, and why, we're all gonna die anyway, and then one day, Josh got the idea, that was an amazing idea, he says, Mike, I'm going to take you out, and we're going to go on a pub crawl on Madison Avenue, and we are going to get so drunk, so fast, that we are gonna punch right through Sad Mike into Happy Mike. <laughs> 
The funny thing is, is it must have worked because I don't remember this at all, but that totally sounds like something I'd say. It was. <laughs> you and I walked three blocks. Science. Yeah, we walked three blocks away from the apartment and got through four bars and couldn't find our way back home. Uh, <laughs> to be fair, that was difficult for me. Sober. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's an infamous so, story there. Never mind. Yeah, so uh, so Josh punched <laughs> through sad Mike and made me happy Mike, and I just discovered that I just got to, you know, plow through it and hit the right point, and now I, I'm not sad Mike anymore. So anyway, back feminista yeah before that i remember you were like i that's it i'm gonna drink i'm gonna do this and grabbed a bottle of something and just kicked it back and you're like this isn't so bad and we're like dude that's sweet and sour mix (laughs) (laughs) and you drank the whole bottle yes what do i have lockjaw i remember you yelling at me we can make stone sours and i'm like (laughs) that's right pat's like we can't make mint juleps either we're all out of mint suddenly (laughs) the dog ate the mint (laughs) the dog ate the mint so Passing the jack. Did you guys remember that? Discussing what we're going to do. Hey, what are we going to do tonight? Standing in the kitchen. Somebody grows up, grabs a bottle of jack, takes a hit, passes it. I don't remember Mu- that. You don't remember don't that? Either. Must have worked because we never wound up doing anything. <laughs> There's a lot of times where we just wound up sitting on the kitchen floor. <laughs> uh, speaking of the kitchen floor, once again, I'm not going to tell the story again, but I'm going to refer people back to episode 70. Sorry, episode 40 for the Rumpelman Samurai story. That's a great story. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Ronin. <laughs> Um, and I also recall that uh, at the toga party, not only did we have another keg, but we had like the kegs on the upper floor. Uh, we had, I think, the beers that were like bottled on the main floor and then the bar in the basement. Yes, yep. we had three floors of things happening. We had uh, we had the, the music, certain kind of music on the top floor, middle floor hey, and basement. We had 80s music on the, in the basement, 70s music in the middle and dance music on the top floor. Right. Yep, that's right. And the lights were all off on the top floor and we had like old horror movies playing and we had Arnold Schwarzenegger movies in the basement and anime on the main floor. Yep, that's exactly correct. And all three floors were full of people. Oh, yeah. And if, and if anybody showed themselves to be truly Roman, then they got a free drink. Man, I remember just that party got real crazy real fast. And part of that was because one of the guys we had watching the door, every time I wasn't paying attention, I had this three quart. In fact, I still have it. I can see it from here. Spuds McKenzie uh, plastic stein that I was filling from the keg. And every time I wasn't watching, Big Mike had a bottle of Malibu and he was tipping it into my beer. <laughs> <laughs> so by the end of the night, I was like, this is weird. I must be so drunk because my beer smells like coconuts. <laughs> <laughs> And we moved a couch onto the balcony of the second floor, and I ended up with my giant stein of coconut beer on the couch with some blonde girl. I actually think it was Christy. I was going to say, that's probably Christy, and that couch stayed there. Yeah, that's true. It never left again. Oh, God, we had so many great parties in that place. That was when, well, yeah, I'm not going to talk. Yeah. Yeah, I, no, that was that was the off, off-campus place to be. I mean, and we've talked about it, yeah, like we said on that the 40, episode 40, but it's still notorious. God, that was so much fun. Yes. Um, post-college, I know that we had several bar crawls uh, at Gen Cons, uh, especially the one I can recall where all four of us were there, maybe for the last time sin- until this coming year. That was the last time that all four of us, <laughs> including Jay, were was... Uh, In Milwaukee, right? Yep. That yeah. was the year that Gen Con was actually run by uh, Wizards of the Coast. That was when they had, were supposed to have Big Bad Voodoo Daddy play, and we went down for the block party, me and 
and Brian ring, and we walk down. They're like, "Can we see your ID?" I thought I was with you. Were you with us? Was you I'm me and Brian? Sure, yeah. Because yeah, Pat, you and me. Was, Pat was making uh, friends with a bartender at the hotel, and I was still playing D and D. Okay, so I go down with the, you and me and Joel go down there. They ask us for our IDs. We get the ID. They're like, "Okay, show it to them." They give us bracelets, and they're like, "What's this about?" Well, the drinks are free, <laughs> and that was quite and, possibly. And, yeah, and this was the days before text messaging and, and cell phones, so you couldn't just text everybody and be like, "Get here now." No, this is the this is when we had uh, the talkabouts. That's right. Every group had a ta- uh, Motorola talkabout walkie-talkie. Yep, and that was I, quite possibly the worst idea, and that was the only time they've ever done that. <laughs> because and somehow we ended up in the VIP area. Well, yeah. I know. I mean, like within the actual area where they gave you the bracelets, there was the VIP VIP area beyond. No, because that, that's because I worked for Wizards of the Coast at that time. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I was, we ended up with VIP treatment the entire time because once we all met up at the bar, we realized that the bartender Pat had been talking to for the last two hours was off shift and was going to go around town drinking with us. Yep. And we didn't have to wait in a line. We ended up going to the safe house through the back secret door. Yep. I mean, that night was was really fun. That guy was awesome. Yeah. Uh, didn't he yeah. make you drink, um, wasn't it Windex? <laughs> To go yeah, yeah, the Windex shot. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that was the, that was also the source of one of our favorite, uh, mine and jo- Josh's favorite jokes. He's not gay. He's a magician. <laughs> That's right. I remember that. Yeah, I forgot about that. Like, yeah. Look at that gay guy. Oh no, he's not gay. He's a magician. <laughs> and that okay. And the magician actually shows up later at Gen Con again. He actually there's a carryover from the magician. So and that'll come yep. up to on, on the on the now then part. But that was also the night that we Jay finally threw up from drinking. Oh yeah, and. Then was when he was remember he's sitting he's playing the video poker game at that last bar there was only like four people at it and he got that look on his face gets oh. up runs out the front door and you hear a taxi driver like hey dude you need a wow <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then we the same night Joel pulled me out of a fountain because I fell in. Now it wasn't so <laughs> yep. much pulled out as we grabbed you by the legs and held you upside down. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I think they were pulling you out because we threw you in. <laughs> Mike and I had your ankles and we were like leaning you in to dunk <laughs> we your head were in dunking for- you in that. Oh, and it didn't yeah. work out for some reason. <laughs> it was a mutual thing. Oh, and then, uh, well, let's see. We're going going in, in order. My wedding? How much drinking was at my wedding? <laughs> I remember us doing um, brain hemorrhages shots with my father-in-law. Well, I did jump into the pool with my tuxedo on. That's true. So I was I, I was occupied at that time. So this is all you then. Yeah. You were busy. You were busy trying not to have an anxiety attack. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, Joel's wedding. Uh, Patrick bought well, the, well. Joel's brother supplied us with a flask full of Jack Daniels to be yeah, sipping I was say, My brother had a flask of Jack in his in his jacket pocket that we were all taking pulls from the whole time. <laughs> yes. We're back in the pastor's office, just pulling off of the flask, yep. <laughs> right, waiting for the wedding to start. Now we're gonna and take. Then, and, it, and, it, and he walked in on us with it at one point. And he just like his, raises his eyebrows, looks at us, turns around, walks out. <laughs> like, now we're gonna do pictures, everybody. All right. <laughs> I tried to eat somebody's uh, boutonniere. Yeah. Well. No, that was my wedding. Yeah. Was that your wedding? And Joel, no. No, Joel ate Patrick's boutonniere. Because I remember. Yes, you guys that were all. That, which wedding was that? Was that? That mine was mine. I remember eating it, and I got yelled at because they're like, "No, like, that could be poisonous." No, because I remember all I remember is having to stand up there and pretending, you know, having to make the smile, the photo, photographic smile with Suzanne and all that at the photos and all that, and all of a sudden I hear, "You ate my boutonniere." <laughs> I should never have to say that. <laughs> That's I didn't get right. sick. Oh, Joel's wedding. Uh, I know there was dancing. There was a lot of dancing. Yeah, me and Reichert and someone, another guy, dancing. I know that's in your in your book. I think yeah. I was with Sarah at that point. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, I remember getting locked out of my room by uh, people who like. I don't even think we're in the wedding party. And I got mad. <laughs> no, and no like, it was it was Matt. And you, you were supposed to be with Matt and Matt and Martha hooked up that night. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, no, I was in a different room because I'm pretty sure it was actually Amy's brother and maybe Fur or somebody else. Ah, uh, that definitely could have been. Well, yeah, never mind. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, and I just realized Jay's wedding is a now. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, all right. We're going to fix that up over there. Uh, so what else we got? Well, I mean, there were all of the times we actually spent not in apartments or parties, but actually at bars because Pat worked at a bunch of them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's where I spent my 21st birthday was at the bar Pat worked at. So yeah. it's good to know the bartender. Oh, yeah. And then you have to pay, you have to pay the bartender tax. You sit down. Hello, Patrick. And you can get the drink it. What is it? <laughs> Drink it. I'm not drinking it till you say what it is. You want to drink for free? You're drinking that first. <laughs> oh, sometimes it was good. Sometimes it was Pat was a in a bad mood. Experiment, you know? Yeah, I remember a cement mixer was part of it. The peached whale. Uh, that yeah. one was good. I had the yeah. um. We also had the uh the one with you made one for me with like uh, Kahlua and Godiva chocolate, something like that. Yep. And Joel, uh, Joel, do you remember the name of the drink that you asked me to make for you? No. <laughs> you asked me to make a drink and name it after you, so I, na- I made a drink and called it the Shitty Dickhead. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> yeah. right. Uh, it was Kahlua and peach schnapps. <laughs> <laughs> you can eat a dick that. Uh, um, <laughs> and then there was, of course, your most famous from college, the Spooky Molder. Yes. Yeah, legendary people, Spooky Molder. People still ask about that. They want to know how to do it. That's going to the grave with me. I, I finally remembered how to make it. I, I really did. And then did you write it down? Yep. So when I die, you can find it on my computer. I'm not digging through there. Oh, that's a there. scary shit. <laughs> that's the sacrifice. Who wants to go through all this shit to yeah. find it? Just think oh, about the crap he posts for us. Imagine the stuff he doesn't post for us. <laughs> uh. Yeah, exactly. The stuff I, I keep from everybody. Who? All right. So what else do we got? I think we're probably pretty r- ready to transition into post-college and adult life, which uh, uh, now might not be a terrible time for a break. No, nope. sounds good. Yay. Yay, break. Zay, you're out for a beer. What do you have? Beer. What if there wasn't any beer? Sorry, guys. Never heard of it. Oh, Zima. Zima's good. What is this? Oh, look, Zima's a unique alcohol beverage. I kind of like it. Anything else? You got pretzels? What day is this? All right, we all have fresh drinks. Yeah, what are you drinking, Mike? Um, I am drinking a. I've switched over from the uh, Zinfandel to a uh, French uh, Brut cider. Oh, yeah, very nice. I've got a. Uh, oh, go ahead, Pat. I was going to say I. Had, I went ahead and opened up that Jordan. I have a 2003 Jordan. I went ahead and opened it up for the second half. How is it? It's really fucking good. <laughs> um, I have gotten a larger bottle of water and a Coca-Cola Red label. Wild man, you are the crazy. Mm-hmm. I've uh, got a bottle here from Small Town Brewery of Not Your Father's Root Beer. Oh, I heard that stuff is so good. And Maybelina. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, you know, I was just uh, agreeing with you. It is very good. Yeah, Maybelina suggested that I try um, banana bread stout, which mm. I think I think I may grab on the way home tomorrow because I wasn't able to get it today. Yeah, she's prob- a big fan of that. Yeah, I grabbed the um, I grabbed the Zinfandel today because I love uh, Lodi Zins. All right, so now we're talking about drinking now. And um, it seems like we're, it, we're in now, 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 not then, now. When will then be now? Soon, soon. 
Simmer down now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So starting early. Now, the the year we tried, the Jay yacked finally, and we tried to drown Josh was, I think, 2002. Really? Was that yeah, late? It I was. think it was before that because... When, when was the last Gen Con in Milwaukee? Oh. That was... Oh, God. It's been a while. I don't know because this is the thing is that was the same year that we were all like... Oh, we Someone looking that up? We were all I starting to turn 30. The 30s were coming up on us. We were all making pledges that we were going to try and do achieve things as we came upon being in, uh, in our 30s. Yep. Oh, yeah. I remember 2002 that. would be the last year that uh, it was in Milwaukee. So that was also the year of the remember the girl with the bandaged hand in the bathroom. Wait a minute. No. Uh, there's that that had to be 2001. Okay, that's right. 2001. I was gonna because say, we weren't there for the, we weren't there for the or I wasn't there for the very last year in Milwaukee. And that was the year that I played Living Arcanus uh <clears throat> and won the big tournament that made my character as well as five of the other guys from Chicago our characters basically immortalized in the setting. Nice. That was the year 2002. Okay, 2001 was the year we tried to drown you in the fountain, Josh. That 2002 right. was the year that I started following a group of people around and wound up at the presidential suite of the Hilton sitting next to, oh. sitting between Mark Reinhagen and uh, Gary Gygax. That was weird. Yeah, that was the, the, the day, the year for some reason I tapped out early and went back to my room. Yeah, and I followed I just wound up like following a group of people. And they're like, "Oh, who are you? Oh, I work for Wizards of the Coast. All right, we'll follow you. Follow us." And I wound up at the presidential suite, and literally, it was like the you know Mark Reinhagen, uh, Peter Hackettson, Gary Gygax, and all these people just hanging out up there, and Mark Reinhagen like just completely baked out of his brain. Yeah, I don't think <clears throat> Peter could uh, pull uh, could like identify me out of a crowd, but over the years, I ended up drinking with him a few times and playing poker with him multiple years in. Vegas, which was good for me because uh, he was a heavy drinker and a bad poker player. Yes. So, uh, Gen Con, well, let's want to do Jay's wedding first. May as well. I mean, I wasn't there for it. Okay. Me, Pat, Joel, were you there? Uh, yes. Okay, because I know Pat was there because remember we were putting the rubbers all over his car and Pat tried to blow up the one that was pre-lubricated. And Jay's sister. And Jay's sister, <laughs> who, I, who I finished off half a bottle of tequila with and then we stole the keg. And then stealing the keg, actually, we just we wound up going to a bar that was immediately next door to the uh, to the place where they had the reception. Yeah, we just walked through the <laughs> archway and <laughs> went to the bar when they tried to kick us out of the reception. Yeah. We're like, we'll just step over here 50 feet. Have we paid for this whole keg? Yes. Is it finished? No. Well, then it is still ours. <laughs> We're going to wheel this over here and drink it. We're going to take it to the bar and drink it. And the bartender's like, can you bring... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> What's the rules on this? They bought it here. so We threw, we threw her like 100 bucks. And she's like, okay, I didn't yeah. see anything. I'm Sounds good. similar to my wedding. Same thing. Uh, yeah. Yep. I don't know what we like to drink. Yes. Um, so Gen Con 03. <clears throat> I remember going to dinner with Josh and Joe Eberino and Brian Ring. Was well, that the year uh, Brian turned 21? No, Brian no. turned 21 at Gen Con 01 because that's when we bought him the uh, Hail to the Chief. That's right. Where he came up out of the bottom of the floor. That's right. That was, yeah, I've got pictures of that and that was awesome. Uh, this is the year that, oh, no, I'm certain that it was 03 because that was the first year that Gen Con came to Indianapolis and Indianapolis was not ready for 40,000 nerds to take over the city because the steak and shake ran out of food after the second day uh, and we decided on Friday night to go to the Ram. And have dinner. And we walked in, sat down. 
And oh, yeah, yeah. That was the year we were playing Satan. Yeah. No, uh, three man. Oh, yeah. Both, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, here's 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 the situa- situation. Josh, Joe, Brian and I all go to the Ram, sit down and get a table. The waitress comes over, asks what we want. In the meantime, Josh has gotten up to go say hello to somebody else at another table. Brian has gone somewhere. No, Brian has stayed at the table. One person stayed at the table. One person went to go say hello to somebody else. I went to the bathroom. And as all of us separated from the table, we all found different serving staff and told them to send a round to our table. Right. So when poor we get back, poor Brian is sitting there with 16 beers on the table. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I don't know what happened. They all just started bringing beer. And that was the year that we're like, oh, can we have a burger? And the girl, the waitress of the Ram is like, I'm sorry, we ran out of burgers. Can we have fries? We don't have fries. Can we have onion rings? There are no onion rings. What do you have? We have Mustard packets. Yes, we have, we have beer, and we only have beer because we make it here. So yeah. we had beer for dinner, and... Josh Dessert. was like, since we're since we're all here and we have all these beers, and he brings out a pair of dice and says, we might as well play three-man. Yeah, three-man is not a four-player game. It really isn't. Hence yeah. the clever name? Well, no, it's real. It's all, it shouldn't be played with groups smaller than about six to ten. Yeah. Oh, so it's yeah. a misnomer. Nah, well, three-man. No, it's just when it- you roll a three, you become the three-man. And uh, whenever anyone else rolls any combination of the two dice that has a three showing on either of them, you have to drink. Oh. Yeah. Really bad with uh, small numbers of players. Yeah, gotcha. so we went from zero to shit-faced in 2.2 seconds. Yeah, I remember later going to Steak and Shake with Joe, who is a avid supporter and listener of the show. And, yes. uh, yeah, we were pretty hammered. Yeah. That was all. Yeah, we were playing. Yeah, playing Satan because I remember I had the bruise on my chest from Joe punching me. <laughs> that was Joe, a penalty. It was a Joe penalty. Joe will be our our dungeon master at Gen Con this yeah. year. Joe Weberino, the guy who did our logo. Yep, we love that, Joe. Guy who Joe did my logo for my food truck too. Yeah, if you the need greatest a, name on the planet. If you need a logo done, contact us because Joe Weberino is a guy to go to. Um. So uh, we're drinking much better beer at this point in our lives. Yeah. I mean, we uh, aside from uh, at individual times, I think this is the years where we start to lose contact for a couple of years. I mean, Mike was the only one who was around me for the years that I was absolutely out of control. Like uh, my years where I was just picking up women, drinking like six nights a week. Yes. Right around the time I turned 30. Did yeah. you put the women back down? No, he didn't. Uh, They're still up <laughs> he's, there. He's still, They're still up them. there, yes. And then I moved, to Vegas, I moved to Vegas and was just literally literally working and playing poker, and that was it. Yep, and Joel moved away. <sighs> I moved every year for the next 10 years, basically. And I, <laughs> and I just started to start a family. Well, I did the same thing, but... Yeah. Now, in this time... Uh, not with was, you, but... No, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> What would the baby look like? Think of the children. I just don't like how quickly you were like. We're the ones having babies. I don't like how quickly he was like, not with you. So, well, dude. Um, so this at this we time. Already have, we already have a baby, Mike and I. Little little Dark Lore or whatever his name is. Dark Lore. I got to go back and find We got to figure out what the hell his name is. He's our child. Um. Ah, oh, shit, I forgot where you I was You guys are the worst that. mothers ever. <laughs> anyway, we all split up and went our separate ways. We all split up and went our separate ways. And this is where I started. I, one year, wound up with the group known as the Shmoo Crew. Um, 
there's a bunch of guys, Shane, uh, uh, Shmoo, uh, Matt, and uh, Pedro, a bunch of guys that I just sort of wound up hanging out with one night. And this is where my immediate and utter hatred and disgust of Jägermeister kicks in, because <laughs> this night, I remember starting the night with a black and tan, and then there was a gin and tonic, and then there was a vodka and tonic, and somewhere I faded out, and according to Schmoo, drank 13 Jäger bombs. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I wonder you're not dead. Well, that's funny that you bring that up. Is this the one where you ended up in the in the ER? This is the one where I woke up in the ER. Yeah. Nice. Um. So apparently, but this is how this is bef- the story of me getting to the ER is amazing because <laughs> apparently they were at one point or another. Everyone went, Mike is gone. We've got to get him home. But the thing was, the rest of them were drinking too. So they were kind of shit face themselves. They paid a homeless dude twenty bucks <laughs> to carry me back to the hotel. <laughs> I got into the hotel. This homeless dude drops me on a couch, and they're like, this is our friend. We don't know where his room is. We're not entirely sure of his whole name. Here's his wall. You know, here's here's, here's where he is. In the meantime, Will showed up, found me half unconscious on the on the couch, to which af- I believe after a, a moment or so on the couch, I, they needed to get a new couch because I just <laughs> barfed everywhere, in which case the, the front desk was like, he's not going anywhere. Uh, somebody else said I just needed to sleep it off. Somebody else called the emergency room and somebody called uh, the ho- the hospital. I wound up getting taken to the ER. Will took my wallet to make sure that nobody would steal it. So here I am showing up at the ER as a John Doe. Oh, goodness. <laughs> with all these other... <laughs> All these other idiots running around the hospital. They're like, what's his name? Mike. What's his last name? We don't know. Where? Where is he from? Chicago. Where? We don't know. So and then they got kicked out for wheelchair racing. <laughs> So, are you serious? I'm serious. They got kicked oh out of the ho- they got kicked out of the hospital for wheelchair racing. In the which case, in their entire uh, intelligence, they put me in the corner and let me sleep it off. And I woke up the next morning, and it was one of those where I was like, you know how you kind of like wake up, open your eyes, and go back to sleep. And I was like, you gotta wake up, open your eyes, go back to sleep. And the one remaining brain cell that I had went, asshole, you're in an emergency room. <laughs> <laughs> you and might want to take notice. <laughs> you might want to pay attention now. And I just like bolt upright sat up in bed, which is a big mistake. <clears throat> and then, you know, then they're like, oh, you're awake. I'm like, yeah. Hi. What happened? <laughs> and then and then Will came and picked me up and it was like driving back with my father after I'd done something. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, this, this must have been about the same year where I ended up uh, out all night with a couple of girls who realized that I have a nearly superhuman tolerance for alcohol. So they kept buying me beers, trying to make me fall over. Ooh. <laughs> so I ended up by the end. This is a 5 a.m. bar. By the time uh, we had to leave, uh, I had had three shots of tequila, tequila and 17 pints of Guinness. And I don't recommend you do this. <laughs> I drove home. Oh. I vaguely remember urinating in a playground. <laughs> But I have no idea how I got home. I remember one year getting a voicemail from Jay the following morning where he's like, I'm by a fountain. I don't know where I am. Some guy keeps trying to sell me weed. (laughs) 
and then it goes dead. And I was just like, well, I think Jay's dead. <laughs> I think it's we like may have lost for adventures and babysitting. We may have lost it. Yeah, no shit. Oh. I'm sure that after my uh, near near brush with alcoholism, uh, after scaling it way back, getting married, uh, this is about the time that I start to discover both craft beers and good wines, German I Rieslings. Fear. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, fruit wines in particular. I think a lot of people start with the sweeter whites and work their way towards the reds. I, I've never quite made the transition, although I've started to try to appreciate red wine. But I know, Mike, that's kind of your thing. Yeah, I um, after learning my lesson and waking up in the ER and doing a full-on stop, slow down on the drinking. Not to say that I don't you know, imbibe nowadays, because I definitely do. But um, definitely not enough to put me in the emergency room anymore. I try. Yeah, not to the, <laughs> ch- the fact that Patrick doesn't try, though last year's hangover was amazing. Um, <laughs> I, I actually, when working for Trader Joe's, became the wine guy for the uh, stores that I worked at. And being the wine guy, one of the things you have to do is know your product. So I was taking home a bottle of wine about, you know, one every two or three days, and slowly began to get and appreciate, you know, uh, good wine. And I actually leaned away. I used to drink drink beer, and now I'm. I tend to do more. I want to say seventy five wine, twenty five percent beer. Mm. Yeah, I've uh, really scaled back. I've really learned to um, to enjoy uh, French wines. Uh, in fact, as for our anniversary um, a couple years ago, we went to uh, Joey's restaurant uh, out here in Aurora, and um, we brought. It's one of those where you can bring your own bottles, and we brought a bottle of. Joey owns a restaurant? Uh, he works at a restaurant. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 He, he called ahead and he like he was totally a bro and set us up with a good table and a great waiter and all that. And we brought the bottle in and uh, had it's a Chateauneuf de Pop is actually a delicious French wine that was, um, got a name, it means Chariot of the Pope. And it was actually uh, came about from, I forget which pope it was, but decided the Vatican should be in France so that way he'll be closer to his wine. So he moved the Vatican to France for a little while. And that's where the name of this wine came from. But it's really good stuff. I mean, it's dry. It goes really good with like a good, nice steak and that sort of thing. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely taken me f- quite a few years to uh, learn to appreciate it. And I've gone a hell of a lot farther than drinking uh, Charles Shaw, which is what I started with. Because I'm like, oh, this is the best wine ever. It's only two ninety nine out here. And uh, then, you know, once you realize you can spend two or three bucks more and get a really good like Italian Zinfandel and, uh, you know, have good wine. Did you say you're drinking Charles Schwab? Yes, Charles Schwab. Because I've never heard that joke before. Eight and a half years <laughs> with fucking Trader Joe's, and I've never heard anyone make a Charles Schwab oh, joke Oh, it didn't before. ring up. Is it free? Yeah. Oh, hey, yeah. It is. Actually, you know what it means? It means I get to choose the price. <laughs> <laughs> I know that uh, for various gaming sessions, uh, we had a couple people who buy bottles of wine by the case. And uh, for a while, we were tracking which ones were our favorites uh, in a big database with everybody's ratings. That was a lot of fun. Oh, nice. And actually, we at one time went on a tour of the bad wines. And some of the Ernest and Julio Gallo, like giant jug wines, were not. I mean, they weren't awesome, but uh, they weren't as bad as we expected. Well, the 
thing about buying it, I'm not I'm not talking about the big jug wines, but the thing about buying like, you know, a five or six dollar bottle of wine somewhere is you never know exactly, especially with the blends, if it's not a hundred percent one uh one grape, then you could be buying the leftovers from like hundred dollar bottles of wine because they have they they have licenses to sell only a certain number of barrels and once they're over those barrels they have to sell their excess and those go to places that will sell you know just throw them all in a big bin with other things and it's their blend and they sell it so sometimes you know you buy a five dollar bottle and you're getting a hundred dollar wine yeah that, that is especially true with uh, Trader Joe's because there's a lot of times where these wineries in California and wherever will call them they have exactly what you said you know they're only licensed to make you know a thousand bottles or however many bottles of this and they wind up with so many casks extra that uh they just bottle it slap a new label on it and sell it to Trader Joe's at you know just minimal above cost to make some profit off of it just to get it out of the out of the out of the vats and they can't put them under their own label but right. you're still getting the same good you know does so somebody you track just, that sort of thing no you can't really i mean if you could if you tracked it it would it would then get corrupt so. yeah sure <clears throat> But it is definitely something to keep an eye out. Yeah, whenever you see, whenever you see like something at Trader Joe's that's listed as like a, hus- a hustle buy, grab it. Yeah, I'm just gonna say grab it because it is usually you have a like a nine out of ten chance of it being a really good bottle of wine. Huh. Nice. Interesting. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, I've always been a wine guy because I've always worked in, in the restaurants and I had to know a lot about, you know, wines and stuff for that. So I've always tasted and appreciated wines, but I've always been a red guy. Never been big on the whites. There's only a couple of whites I can actually drink. Like cake bread Chardonnay is actually pretty damn oh, good. Oh, it's very cake good. Bread is delicious. Yeah. If it's That's not like Mogan David. Hmm? If it's not Mogan David. Well no, what is? Yeah. Everything every, everything <laughs> else. Well and <laughs> Mike, I know you had the podcast before this that was all about mixed drinks. Yes. Uh, before this, I ran a podcast called Tiki Geeks that I did with my friend uh, Buck and Nick and Jonathan. And um, we actually would go out and buy a bottle of something new and start mixing up drinks on the show, which is pretty pretty fun because we would, you know, people like, oh, man, the sound effects were awesome. It sounds like you're actually throwing ice into a glass. I'm like, no, we're really mixing. <laughs> uh, we made there, if you go to uh, TikiGeeks.com and look up our drink recipes, there's some on there for like the, uh, oh, God, it wasn't the Doc Brown is the one that made me go back in time every time I drank it. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and then we had the recipe for the uh, um, Ike Turner, which tasted like shit and you just wanted to put it down, but every time you want to keep going back, even though kept slapping you in the face um yikes yeah but uh no there was uh um, great legs yeah wrong turner yeah we had but we had a you know we had a good run run of that i mean it's and one of the other things that i really enjoy doing is going to uh tiki bars now if you're out in the chicagoland area the one and only tiki bar to go to is halakahiki absolutely been around since 1963 in fact we need we need to do an event there. We need to go to Halakahiki and have a uh, uh, 40 going on 14 event because you go in there and there's the beaded curtains. There's a giant Moai head right in the, you know, right in the front vestibule. Um, I want to say that's where they filmed the scene with Rob Lowe in uh, uh, Wayne's World. Oh, that could be. Where they where he comes out and uh, Garth has got the huge drink with the sparklers and everything in it. Yeah. that's. I want to say that's Halakahiki. That's probably right. Yeah. Uh, they have got delicious drinks. Uh, I, I couldn't recall uh, having many first and second dates there. Yeah, it's uh, it's a great place. And the other thing is it's right up the street from Gene and Jude's, too. So Yep, right up uh, uh, Des Plains River Road. Yep. It's just by there today. So, 
Um, I know that earlier, that right at the top of the show, I was joking a little bit about how uh, Budweiser's commercial seemed to be targeting me directly. Uh, that's kind of a reference, not just to the fact that I'm rocking the handlebar mustache, but that I've gotten kind of seriously into beer geekery, tracking of various new brews and making sure I'm trying between five and nine different new beers a week. Tattoo. No, tattoos are rum. No, you have a tattoo. Oh, that's, that's true. Right. Yes, a- <laughs> I, I do have the tattoo of the pint of Guinness on my left arm. Yes. Uh, lately, I have been using the app for uh, Android called Untapped to track the new beers that I've been encountering and rate them. And I it's that was kinda, for Magic the Gathering. It would sound like it's that sort of thing, but it's it's called uh, Untapped Drink Socially, and it's got a whole lot of things where you're sharing with various friends that you might have from Facebook. Facebook or other social media and comparing beers and whatnot. That's been a lot of fun. And uh, while playing board games uh, weekly, I'll try a couple of new ones. And uh, most nights, it's not uh, like every single night I'm having two or three beers, but I don't know, uh, probably two or three times a week, I'll have a beer or two, check out something new. And for this show, traditionally, my drink of choice had been something with uh, Captain Morgan and then some sort of mixer, whether... uh, like a diet soda or the uh, Mio water enhancer and water with ice. Nice. So nowadays I don't drink anymore much. He's like our scout leader. I'm no fun. I don't he know what He gives happened. us alcohol and then rapes us in the tent. Exactly. <laughs> what? No, I just think, I just think uh, my whole life, I just kind of grew up with it on all sides between my brother and my dad. And so I did my drinking, got out of the way. There was a period actually before uh, heading out to Kansas City where I was drunk every night for two weeks solid watching uh, Charles Bronson movies every single night um, for two weeks. And drink of choice at that point was Crown Royal. So I had Crown Royal and Coke, not mixed. I hate mixed mixing drinks like that. Um, but now, you know, I'll occasionally I'll have a cider or uh, a beer on occasion. Uh, but if Mike like it knows it like uh, uh, New Year's Eve, you yeah, offer me a shot of whiskey or something, I'll I'll drink it. Yeah. Um, but anything beyond that, I don't know. Oh, and, were you drinking with us at New Year's Eve? I was so blasted. I <laughs> yeah. I, I I had an early shot, but I didn't. Not like uh, the first year when we were. When there, were right? you there? <laughs> I got a little. I got a little tipsy at the beginning. But when did you the, get here? The irony of it all is that in 2003, I owned a bar and grill. Um, and with my brother. And of course he drank the profits, but you know, having an entire bar, I mean, I literally owned every bottle that was behind the bar. Um, you know, I could have sips of whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted, but that got old pretty quick. Plus there was beer, uh, of course. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's where I got to savor many different whiskeys and whatnot. So, okay. So, but you're not a total teetotaler. We can, uh, no, no. And, and it's not a, it's not an, it's not because I'm an alcoholic. It's not because I, I have anything against people drinking. I just don't like the way it makes me feel most of the time. And uh, if it's social thing, yeah, sure. Every once in a while, but that's about it. Remember that time we went drinking in Milwaukee and you and I had to share a bed because we were all in the same hotel room and you started calling me Amy? No. I, but I remember. Uh, Don't ever start that shit again. I remember spooning with Will. Who doesn't? <laughs> and I, I, don't. I remember singing karaoke with you. Yeah. That's but. the other thing. I drink, I break out in karaoke. Which is awesome. Josh and I drink, uh, drinking at the uh, Ugly Monkey discovered that we can control an entire bar with karaoke by singing. Um, what are we singing, Josh? 
together, I think the only thing we've ever sung is If I Had a Million Dollars. Yep, that's it. Yeah, I was going to say, because I did karaoke for years, drunk or sober, across various bars in various states. Yeah. Just the only way I can do music these days. Uh, and it's been years since I've been to karaoke, actually. Probably probably going on two years now. Oh. We're planning on doing that in August. Yeah. Yep. We will find, well, we're not going to where we went the last time, because I'm not getting thrown out again. Uh, well, <laughs> I swear probably to God. have a different bar back. You probably won't even recognize it. <laughs> Maybe not. What if it's the same one? He's like, I remember the same you. You're one. kicked out of the Walmart. Um, if you if you ever want me to to drink with you, just well, have some Crown Royal around, and that's pretty much a lock that I'll I'll drink. See, that's nice. one of the things that my family always has. Anytime that we uh, get together, there is always a shot of um of Crown Royal done at Christmas, Thanksgiving, uh, every single time. Crown Royal is the game, uh, drink of choice for my family. That's my favorite. Although I'm, I'm, I was at the Walmart actually not trying to tie, tie that in there. And I saw they have a, an apple. Yeah. Uh, I heard it's really good. Crown Royal. Yeah. I got a, I got a friend who was crazy about the Crown Apple. Huh. And I, I'm very, I was Crown actually tempted not- to buy it. And uh, here's a quick question. Where do you guys get your liquor? Because I, um, well, one at Working at Trader doesn't know they have hard liquor. <laughs> Benny's oh. Beverage Depot, just kidding. Yeah. Uh, actually, I go to Benny's probably weekly. The Benny's <laughs> down here is called Specs. So, how do you know it's Benny's? Benny's? Yeah, I, I will get stuff from just Jewel because uh, there's a limited number of uh, beers and whatnot, mostly ciders and sweeter beers that my wife will drink, but I'll drink whatever. Uh, and I'm getting to the point where I've exhausted the stocks at, uh, of new stuff at most of the liquor departments at the Jewel. So yeah, I got to go to Benny's to make a craft your own six pack of stuff I've never tried. Josh, you have got to come out for a barbecue here and we will go to, uh, Woodman's. Pat okay. in there. That's where I go. Yep. Yeah, that place is nice. And you're talking 40 they got a feet. Nice selection. Yeah, 40 feet of chilled singles. Yep. Yeah, and it's like walking in, it's like walking into KB Toys when you were a kid. Yep. <laughs> that's exactly right. Mhm. Great wine selection, great great hard mixer selection, beer selection, you name it and they've got tons of stuff already ready to drink. Uh we got to plan that. Yeah, I'm sure that once uh Pat hits town there's a few things we're going to want to do before he heads back to Texas. Heck yeah. So, all right. Yeah, I think uh, before things get too blurry, we probably want to wrap this up. And uh, what do we have on tap for next week? We are gonna, I almost said gonna do the shaft, but that <laughs> we are going to watch shaft. Phrasing. Phrasing. <laughs> are we so, not yeah, using the- this anymore? Phrasing. Um. Yeah, we're watching shaft. We're watching the original 1972. One. That sounds right. 71. 71 with Richard Roundtree, and yeah. then we'll watch the remake with Samuel L. Jackson and compare the two. Yes, because who are you talking about? Shut your mouth. And if you want to hear any of the older shows, <laughs> you can find us on iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, and TalkShoe. And if you want to call and give us an idea, make some comments, uh, say something nice. Say something weird about Bill Cosby. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. <laughs> Call us that. Sorry, I was doing my Woody Allen. I, <laughs> I thought that was Bill Cosby as R2-D2. <laughs> Shut up, rerun. 708, now wrap. That's 708-669-9727. Thank you, folks, and uh, thanks for listening. You guys have a great week. Glug, glug. I was waiting to see how many things he was going to say to sign off with. Bye. See you later. Arrivederci. Good night. Alphonsus, folks. Happy Cheese Day. Oh, speaking of Sibilance. Sibilance. My what? grand opening March 28th.
Cheese day. Cheese rider. Cheesy rider. Cheesy rider. Gourmet grilled cheese for you and yours. Yes. I think the show's over. You are now leaving the world of Musings of a Geek Podcast Network. Stay geeky, my friends. All right. Damn it, Pat. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Damn it. This is the punishment you must endure. Uh, the fuck did I do? <laughs> yeah, what did Josh do? You, you, they made it scroll up so you couldn't see it earlier, so now they have to see it again. Oh, no, I saw it. Oh, damn. <laughs> it obviously. Well, now we've all suffered for nothing. Yeah. Surprisingly, I'd seen it before, and I did not want to see it again. Not really <laughs> surprised that you've seen it before. No, not at all. Now I'm a little Homer. surprised he didn't want to see it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have some standards. 